Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Mr. Bemis. And hello, uh, Mr. Hello, Stevie. <laughs> Hi. How uh, are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy weekend. Happy I, new trek. It does. It's new weekend, new trek, Saturday. <laughs> Continuing tour for you. The tour continues. Lovely Los Angeles, California. Ah, I don't, when we were chatting pre-episode, I even forgot to ask you where you were. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have remembered if, uh, until probably just now. Bless you. I don't remember where we were yesterday, and I couldn't tell you where we'll be tomorrow. But we're out here in America, uh, three hours behind you. And uh, I'm in a uh, an attic, unair conditioned uh, spare green room, dressing room area. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we shall discuss... Season 2, Episode 8, Lower Decks, entitled I Excretus, which is very good. Rude. Ha ha. Very rude. Indeed. Uh, for this episode, today's star date is star date 328102.1. And uh, yeah, we got a very good uh, episode on our hands. Very entertaining. One might argue it was the best of the season so far. I'd say, I'd say it's right up there. I kind of really like the collector one, but this is this is also this one is chock full of uh, of Easter eggs, as you might say. Oh yes, this was this was a fun one for me. Yeah, wall a two wall. So let's get into it, so we can get into it. Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Oh yeah, certainly. I'd love to run it down. So basically it goes like this. The Lower Decks crew, they're out there doing a spacewalk on a satellite. Cerritos gets this distress call from this other ship that's caught in a time loop. So they go to warp immediately and they leave the Lower Decks crew out there for six hours. And then uh, when they get picked up later, they're freezing and they're almost out of oxygen. The Mariner's super upset about having been left behind. But Freeman is trying to tell her, listen, it's all fine. And Ransom's like, it wouldn't have happened if they had followed protocols and signed out their magnet boots. But magnet, but Mariner is saying, no, it's because the lower decks are all expendable. You don't care about us. Uh, and Freeman wants everyone to be on their best behavior because later that day, a Starfleet drill instructor will be showing up to test them, to test the crew, just their levels of readiness and, and, uh, and Starfleetiness, I guess. Uh, so the drill instructor shows up. Uh, they are Pandronian. Apparently, they can split their mm. bodies into three parts. Um, uh, this drill instructor's name is Sherry Yin Yem. Mm-hmm. And it uh, gets people kind of fired up. It's kind of doing like a team building kind of uh, consultant kind of vibe. A little, uh, for those of us who have been in those situations, it could be a little something something. Uh, so, um, 
I kind of got it. Mariner seems super bored by it because it's like, ugh, not this stuff again. But everyone else is kind of super into it, and she's splitting herself into three parts and stuff. Anyway, what they're going to do is they're going to get into these tiny simulator pods, each of them individually, and they're going to have a a star an experience basically or a simulation based on what an other Starfleet crews have experienced. Mm-hmm. There are a certain amount of points for doing a good job. The yep. scores are public, and the real kicker is. They're inverting the ranks. So senior staff is going to be lower decks and lower decks is going to be senior staff. Captain Freeman is nonplussed. Obviously, Mariner and the lower decks crew are super happy. Tendi gets to do some scenarios as senior medical officer. Rutherford is going to get to be chief engineer. And Boimler and Mariner get to be captains. And uh, the senior staff just has to go lie in their beds for a while. And Mike McMahon gets to play with almost any Trek troop he wants. Every single, yeah, well, that's the beauty of rolling that's out 5,000 different uh, uh, simulator pods is you can be like, check mm. this out. So Mariner goes in first. She gets a mirror universe encounter where she yep. must infiltrate the Terran Empire and find a way home. Uh, everyone there is everyone on the crew, but they all have beards and they're all evil. Uh, they talk about torturing and being horny. Just whatever mirror universe is the opposite of Star Trek. So it's just pain and sex. And Mariner uh, has some trouble finding allies, so she decides she's going to try to take over the ship and dismantle the Terran Empire from the inside. But the program tells her she's going to lose points from deviating from the specific mission. Uh, So uh, she's like, fine, she'll go on with the normal thing. She runs into evil Boimler with his beard, who's been trying to figure out a way to impress or kill the captain to get on a more sinister ship. Mariner salutes with the wrong hand. She gets apprehended and fails the test. Total because, failure. of course, in the mirror universe, your dominant hand is also reversed. Bonkers. Because it's a mirror, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tendi, meanwhile, gets a, a, a simulation called medical ethics. And she's got a, like a paralyzed Klingon who wants an honorable death. Of course, Tendi is like, listen, I've sworn to do no harm. And she gets points deducted immediately. And then she's like, well, I guess if I have to pass this test, and takes, she takes out a hypo spray and she's like, let's send you to Stovocor. But he wants to be killed with his ceremonial blade. Uh, but Tendi doesn't want to cause him pain. More points get deducted. The Klingon tries to grab the knife to get her to stab him with it. He falls off and the other doctors rush in. And he's supposed to die honorably, but because Klingons have a bajillion backup organs and giant hearts, uh, he winds up living. And uh, it goes against everything that the Klingon stands for. And Tendi fails her test. Mariner's taking another test. She does Old West, Old West Planet. And uh, she has to basically survive on a lawless frontier where she's a wanted criminal, even though she's the captain of a starship. She tries to ride a horse. The horse throws her off and pummels her. And she fails. Uh, Rutherford gets a scenario called the good of the many where essentially the warp core has breached and is about to explode and he's got to go in. the radiation will kill him, but he's a chief engineer. So he's going to try to do it. But when he tries to open the door, the door's too hot. He can't open it fast enough and the ship explodes and he fails. Boimler, meanwhile, has a Borg encounter. All he has to do is resist the Borg. All he has to do is resist the Borg. Oh. All he has to, but listen, he's read all about the Borg. He's super happy about it. So he gets there, he does all the Borg stuff. He shoots them a couple times, adjusts the frequency, shoots them a couple more times, doesn't work. Fights a bunch of them, goes through a shoot, finds the baby Borg, gets out in an escape sphere, and he gets a 79%, a total success. But that's not good enough for Brad Boimler. So mm-hmm. he tells the computer he wants to go again. 
This time he saves the Borg babies and he gets an 83%. And then he goes, let's do it again. And then he saves the babies and like two Borgs <laughs> and he gets an 84%. And obviously uh, a vicious cycle has started there for poor Brad Borgwick. Uh, Mariner's final uh, test that she's able to take is something called, quote, naked time. Mm. And it is essentially uh, a disease or parasite or something that causes the whole crew to lose their inhibitions. And so she goes, she's on the Cerritos essentially goes to the, uh, what we're calling Seven Forward, because it's a smaller ship and I've decided it's on the seventh <laughs> level. Uh, and everyone's naked and sexy and doing naked sexy stuff and all sweating and stuff and everyone, and it's disgusting for Mariner. And she basically opens up an airlock and sends herself out and uh, fails that one as well. So that's, it doesn't go super well for anyone except for Boimler. And later on, uh, the Lower Decks crews are all eating and they all failed their drills. And Boimler is still doing his drill. It's been hours, one would assume. Uh, and we get a flash into that. He's still saving the Borg. He's like saving all the Borg. He's blowing up the cube. Uh, and he gets like a 94% and he goes again. Uh, meanwhile, Mariner and the Lower Decks crew sort of admit like, hey, maybe it's harder being senior staff than we thought. And the senior staff are have basically been spending this whole time in the area of the ship, not in a simulation where the lower decks crew normally hangs out. And they're just enjoying the fact that they're, they're like, why did we ever level up? Cause we get to hang out here. And I think Freeman at one point says the most strenuous thing I did was stand at the back of a banquet today, mm-hmm. but then they get a red alert and they're sent into a simulation called Klingon encounter. And their only mission is to quote support their commanders. And so they're, brought into a Klingon encounter, things are blowing up and the ship is shaking and stuff, and they're told to stack crates, which of course Mm -hmm. they all have trouble doing because they've been in command for so long. And then they're told there's a queue on the ship, and then the Jem'Hadar show up, and they try to stack some crates, and uh, they do a pretty poor job, and they fail. So command staff fails as well. They're given one last chance, a a, a final joint exercise on the uh, simulation on on their own bridge. Uh, still with the inverted crew and basically it's called escape from space dock. And the, uh, <laughs> the description is steal the Cerritos from space dock and use it to save Spock on the Genesis planet, uh, which has got to be the most obvious Easter egg of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariner immediately sinks into the role of captain. She has ransom makers and coffee and she has shacks send her out and so on and so forth. Uh, captain Freeman is at the helm and, uh, Mariner, when she sees Shaq stretching, she has a flashback of him naked and basically starts to sort of freak out. And Freeman starts to make fun of her for having been pommeled by a horse. Pommeled. Pummeled. Not pommeled. You pommel. You put a pommel on a horse. You don't get pummeled by it. Horses wear saddles that have pommels. And if you don't treat them right, they pummel you. And uh, uh, so anyway, they start fighting. And basically, before even getting out of space dock, uh, they crash and explode the ship. So just an epic failure, even in the joint exercise. So later on, Mariner and her mother, Captain Freeman, are having drinks, and they're sort of like willing to admit to each other that, you know what, it's hard being senior staff, it's hard to know what calls to make, and it's hard being lower decks and and not knowing exactly what's going on. And uh, they basically agree that, like, you know what, it's tough. But as they look around, they say, like, oh, well, you know what, I think maybe the actual drill was meant to make us empathize with each other. And they're like, oh, that drill instructor, she was so brilliant. I want to go shake her hand. So they go to find the drill instructor. They're like, we figured it out. You're so great. You were the whole test. The real drill was to make us get along with each other, understand each other. It was team building. And uh, 
the drill instructor basically laughs in their faces, um, stands up and laughs in their faces maniacally. That wasn't the plan at all. The plan was failure. Uh, apparently, this was a, a, a gambit for this drill instructor to keep her job because when she works on the bigger ships, they all pass with, with flying colors. So she needed a ship that she knew was slightly dysfunctional. Uh, and enter Cerritos. And uh, she basically, she rigged the tests, the, the drills, so that they couldn't possibly pass. But also knowing that Cerritos would, would do some failure stuff. And the whole plan is, now it'll be like, we do need to still have these drills. She's going to send this information to Starfleet, and Starfleet will like reassign the whole crew because they're non-functional. And she says, as soon as I send these results, everything's over for you guys, right? But Boimler is still doing his drill, still trying to get 100%. So that means the crew can still take new tests. The test is not over, the overall test. So they they calm down the boy when they say, even though he's about to get a hundred, cause he's like taught the board queen empathy and blown up the ship and all this other stuff. They say, you got to stay in your simulation. Cause we have to turn this whole thing around. So boy, goes back in, uh, and Freeman and Mariner go running for the bridge and the drill instructor tries to talk them out of it. Freeman has Tendi run a check for any dangerous anomalies in real life. This is real life, not a simulation. And they find lots of crystalline anomalies doing crystalline anomaly things. So they go directly for it, and the instructor's like, whatever, I don't care. But I think, you know, Freeman's whole plan is like, when you see it in real life, it's not going to be as easy. Uh, they find a crystalline entity. It's got an unstable nebular radiation. The instructor does get freaked out. The ship goes in, transphasic energy, electromagnetic resonance belts, all that stuff. Uh, they barely manage to get away. And the drill instructor's basically like, okay, I think I would get out of there. But then Freeman's like, let's do another one. And they find a black hole and they go towards it. And basically, Freeman, Captain Freeman's like, I'm going to do this until you let us change our scores because you are a liar. Uh, while this is happening, Boimler is, is being uh, torture assimilated by the Borg and Borg Queen in, uh, in, the, in the simulation. And... Uh, but it does work, and the the drill instructor changes the scores, and um, Captain Freeman grabs a tablet, and Mariner calms down to Boimler that he can exit, but Boimler is no longer Brad Boimler. He's become excretus of Borg. Uh, and I actually thought this is that's how they were going to end it. I was like, this would be a sweet ending if he mm. truly thought he'd become Borg in his head. Anyway. They open up the pod. They get him out. He's just got bags under his eyes. He failed the test completely, got like an 8%, but he managed to save the crew. We find out that the instructors, Shari and Yem, resigned from Starfleet, saying, citing on-the-job stress. And um, everyone is happy. The senior staff, uh, having learned some empathy for the Lower Decks, remembering what it was like, bring in a new replicator for the Lower Decks that can make more than one slice of pizza at a time. And can also make uh, something with crunchy cheese on top. I don't know. I hate cheese. So I I blocked that out of my memory. But that is the end of episode eight, season two, The Lower Decks. I excrete us. Ta-da. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, 
Well, I mean, listen, we better get into it because because this is going to be a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Set Phasers. You always have to sing Easter eggs. What's that? I sing Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Set Phasers, your morning drive time show. <laughs> we go once again to Stevie Mans on the ground at Easter Egg Central. Stevie, what have you got for us today? Well, hi there, Honky. Hi there. How you doing? How you doing? Good to be here, as always. Uh, the traffic on the uh, M5 is doing pretty well today. Um, but no, seriously, uh, the <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks episode eight, I Expeditors, was filled to the brim with Easter eggs. Mm. It was a veritable um, basket, if you will, of mm-hmm. Easter eggs. So many, in fact, I don't think I could go through all of them. But some of my favorite. Hit up. Let's let's just pick a couple. So I think. Obviously, the the favorite ones were just the ones where like we're we're going into the hologram of the drills, mm-hmm. and actually something that I liked and like there were a couple that were just like deep cuts. So the Pandronian mm-hmm. was I thought we'd never seen that before, uh, but I have not watched the animated series, so that uh-huh, I discovered. Yes. So she uh, Shari Yin Yem um, was also seen from the animated series. I think it was um, the episode called Bem. Um, had you seen that one? I remembered Pandronians, but is it the same Sherry Yin Yam? I presume so. Same character? I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Cool. But yes, the Sherry Yin Yam. It's been some time since I watched. Those are very trippy. The animated series is out of control. We need to do that yeah. drunk once. That could be quite a fun podcast. Totally. Uh, one of my favorite Easter eggs was Alice Kriege played uh, the board queen. So the original mm-hmm. board queen from TNG played, you know, had a little cameo in this episode. She was great. Yeah, it was, but it was just done really well. It wasn't like a kind of, they didn't shoehorn it in. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a nice little cameo um, throwback. And yeah. I love the fact that we can do this, like still, you know, 30 years on from the original track, we're like, right. we can call back to the original board queen, which is pretty cool. And also, uh, she did the whole thing from First Contact, which we recently watched, where the, yes, the thing exactly. with the scan, she blows on <laughs> Boimler's skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> creepy no she i mean she's she plays the creepy sexy queen mm-hmm. incredibly well yes um and always well but now we have a new board queen we do in season two of picard indeed anyway um and then possibly my other or my last favorite but not any, in any particular order was um mariner's sex episode because oh <laughs> it was just really funny and it yeah. kind of called back to like they're almost two trek episodes and the first one is like naked times so that's the original series yes and i think it's the naked now tng episode it's like early first season yes pre the beard tasha and uh yeah and data get it on Dead, yeah she they, says do you have, hook up do you have i forget what she says and he says i have all Are you fully functional parts. yeah he says i'm fully functional i yes. am fully functional yes yes Star Trek does like to try it out a suddenly everyone's super into sex episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. What about you? Did you have any Easter eggs that you thought were particularly um, fun? I mean, obviously, I loved the uh, the needs of the many one for Rutherford because that's, that's uh, Wrath of Khan uh, yeah. and the whole thing. And I love that Rutherford was like, I'm going in there no matter what. But then he burned his hand. Cause I do remember that Spock had very thick oven mitts on. 
<laughs> when he did that. And uh, and of course the the uh, Klingon who wants to die and how that that would be a mm-hmm. whole episode of Star Trek would be like, you know, should we let him die? Da, 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 you know, because we're so Hippocratic and they're so like mm-hmm. whatever. I liked that. That was that was a TNG episode, I think. Yes. Going back, do you remember when Worf Worf got paralyzed, I think, and wanted an honorable mm-hmm. death? But that's when we find out that he has like four hearts or whatever. But I did mm-hmm. like it that the the backup organs save him and the and the doctors say time of life nine hundred hours, and the thing on goes no. Anyway, oh. um, yeah, those were probably my favorite. Uh, thing. I liked that in the Klingon attack. There's a cue on the ship and the Jem'Hadar, which is a big Deep Space Nine thing, mm-hmm. which is oh, basically there was all mm-hmm. the badass people that the worst thing that could happen on a Starfleet ship would be. Klingons, Q, Jem'Hadar. The only thing worse would be Borg. Yeah. Although we didn't see Q in this one, but he was referenced. Yes. And did you remember the guy like came back, like past the um, the cargo bay with a Robin Hood yes, hat on? Yes, he dressed as Robin Hood. Is, <laughs> he said, yeah, you guys nice see Q little... go through here? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, was a throwback to Cupid, I think was the TNG episode. Yes. I loved the Q episodes because it was just Jean-Luc Picard being very pissed off. Very upset. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't like children, and Q is like a big child. It's perfect for Yes. That's a good point. A big, all-powerful child. And mm-hmm. basically, Q, I think Q, like, always just wants to be scolded by John Luke Picard, basically. He has mm-hmm. to be scolded into leaving. And Oh, yes. Well, Jane, that's a whole, that's like Freudian psychosexual at that point. Because he's, like, <laughs> into her, and he's trying to seduce her and stuff, and he brings his yeah. kid and all that weird. He's he gets super mm-hmm. weird with Jane. Aunt Kathy. Mm-hmm. Aunt Kathy. Oh my God. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, those are my, those are the Easter eggs I most enjoyed. Well, uh, thanks there, Rocky. So, uh, as I say, as I say, the traffic's looking good on the M25 now. So, uh, back to you in the studio. Fantastic. Those of you on the M25, you'll be home soon enough. Thanks once again for tuning in. And up next, Quotable Moments. Quotable Moments. Well, <laughs> I have a few <laughs> written down here. I'd say a nice innocent one is when um, Mariner bumps into evil Shax in the mirror universe and Shax says, who dareth to bump into me? And Mariner says, I dareth, I double dog dareth. Which I <laughs> yeah. And I also enjoyed when they're, when Mariner and Freeman are commiserating later about how they understand each other, have hard work to do on, Lower Dax and senior staff, Freeman says, I guess the carpet's always grayer on the other side of the ship. Yes, that was a good one. Starfleet. Always grayer. (laughs) With their gray carpets. So gray. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last one I had was uh, the super ridiculous, disgusting one, but it did make me laugh out loud. Uh, Evil Billups and Evil Rutherford (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. mirror universe. And Evil Billup says, nothing makes me hornier than torturing someone. I'm horny all the time. And Evil Rutherford yeah. says, and being horny always gets me in the mood to torture. <laughs> so stupid. And then he says, like, the cycle. Yeah, you could lose, we could you could lose, lose an entire day, day in that, that cycle. cycle. But that yeah. is, that's so mirror. Yes, exactly. That's why it was so clever, because obviously Billups is our asexual slash yes. virgin prince mm-hmm. from some weird earth yeah. colony. And I love that they all had beards. I thought that was just so great. Of course. <laughs> just... And like Brad, Brad's chest hair. Chest hair. Brad out and, chest uh, hair. and I think, um, oh, oh, one, this is, I should have put this in Easter eggs because uh, when Mariner gets trampled by the horse, 
and Mariner's character keeps saying like, um, horses love me, you know, whatever. Uh, Tawny Newsom, the actress who plays Mariner, uh, actually grew up riding horses. She's like a horse aficionado. So mm, I thought that, that was true. A, a cute horse imitating life. Yes, or indeed. Life imitating life well, you know, yes. Tawny, neither Tawny nor Mariner would ever get thrown from a horse and then trampled. Anyway, that's not really a quote. It's just a very nerdy thing that I happen to know. Yeah, because Freeman said to Mariner, hey, all those horse lessons I picked for. Yeah, and she had, <laughs> and well, there's a great episode of the Star Trek podcast where um, uh, Captain Freeman, uh, Don, oh, I forgot her last name. Uh, Don Lewis. And also Tawny's mother on the same episode. And they discussed the horse riding at some point. In any case, it was a great app. A lot of great stuff. We only have like two episodes left before this thing moseys on over the hill. But we'll get into that next time. Next time on Set Phasers. Yes, that next was time almost on set. the same. Very good. <laughs> next time on <laughs> it's Set Phasers. Like me doing quotable moments. Fantastic quotable next time moments. Uh, we will discuss Lower Decks episode 9 of season 2 and we'll see uh, what uh, crazy um, climax and denouement uh, there is in store for us. I'm sure it will be something absolutely absurd. Um, if you enjoyed listening to this program, you can listen to all of our episodes wherever you get your podcast from and we put out new episodes every Monday wherever you get to set podcasts. Indeed. And if you want to follow us, we are on the Instagram. We are at Set Phasers and at Set Phasers Podcast. I had a rather funny wharf meme this week, which I was really proud of. It was very very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Hashtag Meme Game Strong. Hashtag Meme Game Strong. And if you'd like to support our podcast, our continuing mission to discover what Star Trek has in store for us, you can patronize us. We can take it. By going to patreon.com slash setphasers and, and signing up there for a little monthly thing and you can hang out with us sometimes and do cool stuff and get cool perks and yep. all kinds of stuff. We do Netflix watch... Net- oh, no, I can never say that. We do Netflix watch parties. You Killer can get Romulan access... Killer Romulan Warrior Nuns. Killer Romulan Warrior Nun. Uh, and you can also get uh, exclusive Patreon-only access to the video episodes of these podcasts if you want to see our lovely faces where we, like, see each other and make funny, funny faces to each other. We so, make a lot of um, funny faces. Yeah. yeah, and you get early access to the episodes as well. What? They um, get so early access? That, yes, they That's get early access. Did you not know this? We shouldn't be giving them early access. That's too much. Stevie, it's too oh, much. Sorry. That's sorry. too good. I'll, I'll have to rein it in. It's too good of an offer. You know what? I take it, it back. Do not, <laughs> do not support us <laughs> on Patreon. We're giving away too much. Oh, boy. Uh, is it me? I think it's you. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, I am Stevie Manns. And I am a Pandronian, and I'm splitting my body into three parts. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. You are the killer triple threat, Aki. Uh, Computer and program. Mm